The journey of life is too complex and spiritual to be lived from your sensory perceptions. You're welcome to Love Life City, where we live life by the Holy Spirit, to raise men with the capacity to love genuinely both God and humanity through insight, discipleship, and fellowship. This message will set you up for a balanced lifestyle here on earth. Listen and be blessed. For time's sake, the book of John chapter 4, you read from verse 14. I think this was where Jesus had a conversation with a woman in the Bible. John, if you read down to verse 21. John chapter 4, if you read from verse 21. Jesus said unto her, woman, believe me. Um, okay, let's, let's read before we, we get to that part. Think from verse 14. Alright, from verse 14. I'll read. says, But whatever, whoever drink... Let me start from 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drink of this water shall test again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never test. But the water that I will give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Verse 15. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I test not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go all, go call all thy husband to come here. Verse 17. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou has, thou has what? Thou has well said, I have no husband. For thou has had five husbands. And he, he whom thou has had is not thy husband. In, the, in that said thou truly. Alright? King James, no easy. 19. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in these mountains, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the Jerusalem that Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Twenty one. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father, ye worship. Ye know not what. Somebody say, Ye worship. What ye know not what. Hey, God, the KJV. Say, Ye worship. What ye know not. This is exactly the situation of many people in our dispensation in today's church. People are worshiping a God they don't have a relationship with. They are calling on a God they don't have any transaction they don't have a life a dealing with he says he said your father's worshiped in the mountains and you are saying that you worship in jerusalem he said you will not worship in any mountain you don't really worship in jerusalem in other words jesus was talking to this woman was was advising her against religion and religious practices where people will gather at a place in the name of worship and gather at another place in the name of worship whereas the real worship is not happening he said, you worship. Oh, you know not. People come to church and shout amen, hallelujah, and dance. And they don't know the one they are calling. They don't have a personal dealing with the Lord. He says, now is the time that they, I'm continuing that scripture, that will worship me, will worship me. The Lord seeketh them that worship me. Alright? He says, you know not. Ye, we know. He said, ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews right it says but the hour 
cometh. Hallelujah. And now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So they will not worship in the mountain there or in the mountain there in Jerusalem. They will worship in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So when, when have you truly worshipped God? When you begin to worship him in spirit and in truth. When you've known his spirit and you've known his truth. When you've encountered the spirit and you've encountered his truth. That's when you truly worship him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are we here? Don't be that Christian that just worships God with voice, mouth. And you, you don't have a life. You don't have, you don't have a life. When we are growing up, we usually go to church. Whenever I go to church, whenever I go to church, you know, while I was younger, when I go to church, we usually, when I, every time I go to church, as I'm coming back, I don't like going to church. Because as I'm coming back, I'm, I'm coming back with headache. Yeah. So, as I just go to church, I'll be fine. Once I enter church, headache. Now, I was not participating in what the true worship, the, the, the true worship happened in church. I was not involved in it. I only came to see my friends, you know, see people jump. Everybody blow your trumpet, your trail department. Ah, da, 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 jump, shout, clap, 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 and go. That's what I came to do. But when I began to have a personal relationship with the one that I worship, I discovered that it became a different ball game entirely. God is looking for those who will no longer be going. Listen to me. Oh, yeah. That's what I told you. I told you when I was when we were praying, I, t- I told you guys something. I said, Do you know that when Jesus taught his disciples to pray? The Lord's Prayer in the book of Matthew, I think 6 and verse 9. When he taught them to pray, he says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be what? He taught them to give glory to God, right? He didn't stop there. He now showed them how. He says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, do you know that that whole scripture was talking about was a prayer for the will of God and the kingdom of God to be done? That whole scripture. So when he said, Give us this day our daily bread, that daily bread is still the will of God. The bread, the daily bread is the will of God. That let us eat your your will like bread. That's what that scripture was trying to say in correct transliteration. Amen. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses and forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and glory. Still ended with thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. That whole scripture was a scripture of worship. Did you hear what I said? Amen. When you ask, when you ascribe glory to the Lord. In your words, oh Lord, I thank you. Glory to your holy name. After doing it in your words, you must do it in your actions, you must do it in your conduct. Your life must become a conduit for the expressions of the kingdom of God and the will of God. And yet, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You must allow the will of God to be done through your life, and that is where. Through glory will be ascribed unto God. You think I'm guessing? Romans 5. Uh, sorry, Revelations 5 and verse 10. Revelations 5 and verse 10. I don't know why my network went out now. Oh, shall let's be going. Revelations 5 and verse 10. Okay. Can we can we do this? Can we read together? Because you have to respond. If not, I will I will see. I will drop this mic and I will go home and thank God for today's service. Amen. So if I say hallelujah, respond. Hallelujah. Verse 10. I'll read. And has made us unto our God, kings and priests. That we should reign on the earth. What is your assignment? Somebody say to reign on the earth. That's why you are born. That's why you exist. To reign. That's why. That's why you're here. 
So he has made you kings and kings so he can reign on the earth. Look at, look at what happens. When you reign on the earth, look at what now happens to God. Look, uh, what happens afterwards. Verse 11. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and beasts and elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Everybody begin to mention it. What, what was written there? To receive what? Power. Riches and wisdom. Wait, wait. Why is only one person talking? No, but you are not reading that scripture. Jesus Christ. Revelation 5. And I'm reading at verse 12 now. Verse 12. I want you to respond. Saying with a loud voice, What is the Lamb that was slain to receive? Again. And what? And what? And what? And what? And what? Did you see what God begins to receive when you become a king and a priest and you reign in life? When you are not just a Christian that will lift up his hands from afar and say, Lord, I love you, I thank you, I adore you. You are the sugar in my tea, you are the sweetest thing. Oh, dear, you are like Jesus. You are all that matters. When you are not a Christian that says those things with words and in your character, your conduct, you are vibing to uh, Zimoli, Abi Davido, Oslantan. Or, uh, no, 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 that's this guy now. Uh, what's his name? Naramali. Malians. You, you say all those things to God, and your life is the opposite of what you said. Are you aware that everything you've said to God will not make sense? It doesn't take you seriously. Are we together? When you say, Thank you, Holy Ghost, I love you, Holy Spirit, I, and then you allow your life to go in a way that now pleases God, you now. Take up the lifestyle of a priest and a king and you begin to reign in life. You begin to, through you the will of God is done on the earth. Through you the will of God is done. The kingdom of God comes on the earth. Do you know what now happens? God begins to receive glory, honor, power. Did you see that the true worship was your lifestyle and not your words? When you decide to be a king and a priest and reign on the earth. What you have done is that you have, you have said that because I am here, the kingdom of God will be done. That's what Jesus was teaching disciples to pray. Lord, because I am here, let your kingdom be done. Let your will be done. Let my daily bread be your will. Let my, my, my daily bread be the fulfillment of your kingdom. That's what I am asking for. Because I am here, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. That's the prayer he told them to pray. And that's what makes that prayer an incense to God. You're not just saying it in your words, but your life now. You're living your life. So that God can receive the glory. Somebody say God receive the glory. The power. The, the, the honor. The blessing. The strength. He will receive all the glory. Shout a big amen. amen. I said shout a big amen. amen. Now he said. You know the scripture says. The angels will start saying all these things. What is the lamb to receive all the glory, power, honor. Now after that happens. He said all the creations. That, the next verse said, all the creations will also begin to sing the same song. Glory, honor, power. Praise the Lord. Just imagine that because of your life, because of the way you are living your life, because of you in your compound, in your, in your place of work, every other person, everybody in their place of work is serving Jesus, is, 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 is going to church because of you. Because of your lifestyle. Not because you invited them. But because of your lifestyle. When your lifestyle is lived to glorify the Father, that is true worship. And those kinds of worship, any, those kinds of people, when they open their mouth and are saying, Lord, I adore you. The moment they say, Lord, I adore you, God shows up. Because incense is coming. Do you understand what I just said now? Do you understand what I just said now? 
anything not making you to do the will of God for your life is fighting your worship to God. And if your worship to God is interrupted, your lifting is also interrupted. I'll show you a scripture. The Bible says in the book of, I think, Isaiah, uh, Psalm 65 thereabout. It says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let the people praise thee. And let the earth yield her increase. The earth does not respond until your praise has been accepted. Do you understand what I just said now? Hallelujah. The earth does not respond to you. It responds to your praise. The world does not respond to you. It responds to your worship. When God derives worship from you, when God derives pleasure from you, everything he has created will also give you pleasure. The Bible says, and thou hast created all things and they, they, they were and for thy pleasure they were and were created. They are and we are created. So when, for instance, this is your phone, if this phone is helping you get, make calls, helping you go on Facebook, helping you do a lot of things, helping you browse and everything. Are you aware that this phone will not be dirty, the battery will not be down, will never be down? If it's down, it will not, the kind of person you are, I don't think you allow your phone to be down for more than 24 hours. Will you? Will you? Eh? I'm showing you a secret of wealth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm showing you a secret of wealth. When your life begins to give God pleasure, God makes sure everything that God created, well, he created it to give him pleasure. And as they gave him pleasure, he sustained them. The Bible says and God came and looked at all that he had created and said, and he said that they were good. He sustained the things that gave him pleasure. If your life gives God pleasure, he will sustain you. He will sustain that life. If you need, that's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? And every other thing will do what? Where is it written? Matthew chapter what? Matthew chapter 1. If you don't know, Matthew chapter 6 verse 3. If you give God pleasure, if you are the reason why the plan of God on earth comes to pass, the plan of God for your family comes to pass, the plan of God for your territory comes to pass, if you are the reason for it, then you are giving him pleasure. Therefore, he will sustain you. So if you needed a car, do you understand what I'm saying? I'm showing you the mathematics, the technology behind Thanksgiving. If you needed a car for your for you to keep giving God pleasure, God will give you a car. There was one day God told me, Say son, are you tired of taking a bike? Say yes, sir. I am tired of taking a bike. Says, Okay, anywhere you go to, give me pleasure by winning the soul for me. If you enter bus, preach in the bus. If you enter taxi, win the soul for me in the taxi. Says, if you give me pleasure, I will make your I will make your your pleasure, your ministry of pleasure to me easier. So I kept on entering, I preached this one, this one. So, you know, one thing about this thing called evangelism is that both God and Satan will cooperate for the first time to lift you up. Because as you are evangelizing people in the car and the buses, you are preaching them, Satan doesn't want you to preach to people. Amen. Satan will say, hey, let's, let's, let's look for a way. Let's, let's give him a car. Don't you know Satan used to, cons- cons- used, to enter, used to go into meetings? For some people, some people, Satan will agree that, that he wants to give you something. He wants let let the blessing. He will, he will he will call all his demons. Say all of you that has been fighting this man's family, preventing him from building a house and having a car. Please leave him now. He he has not allowed us rest since he's on the streets. Let's give him a place. Let's see whether he will stop. For the first time, Satan would would cooperate with God, and then God will give you a blessing to ease what you are doing. Because what you are doing is giving. Ask your neighbor. Wait till you they do. They give God pleasure. I be God. They vex for you. Say which one you do. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Listen. This is a. This is a life. 
The Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 51, it says, a contrite, a broken and a contrite heart, the Lord will not deserve. When your heart is melting before the Lord, when your heart is longing for the Lord, when your heart is always yearning to please God, God cannot ignore you. Help me prophesy over your neighbor. You will no longer be ignored. He said, if God cannot ignore you, nobody on earth can ignore you. Did you hear what I just said now? If your life is lived to please God, if your heart is panting for God, you will not be ignored. And then God will sustain what gives him pleasure. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm a giver of pleasure. Say, my life gives the Lord pleasures. Say, I'm sustained by the Lord. Shall glory. Are you being blessed? You didn't say you. Are you being blessed? So listen, I'm, I'm sharing all these things with you so that you would position yourself for what God is about to do. Let me give you about five things because this is, this is leading me to something I said I was going to share with you today. Uh, when you, how you know a good church to attend. I've just given you one of the major reasons, one of the major things that helps you decide the good, a good church to attend. Now, that is when you go to a church that helps you to worship God for real. Not to dance and jump. A church that helps you worship God. With your lifestyle. With your character. You are worshiping God. With your heart. Let me shock you. Are you aware? Amen. Are you aware when you, you live against or you, you live opposite the plan and the will of God for your life. It will be hard for you to even pray. It will be hard for you to talk to God. Are you aware? It will be hard. But when your life is lived, it's easier. It's easier. So the real business is not talking to God. The real business is living the life. So if we gather in church and all we are doing is talking, 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 nobody living the life, that church will become a, a, a nightclub. One day it will turn into a cult. That's where you see somebody, you will carry, go to a native doctor and do a charm for one person. Say, this person, you want to drag deaconess. It's my time to be deaconess. And now you have decided you will not allow me to be deaconess. I will show you. That in church, oh, because real worship is not, is not being offered. People are coming to make noise and not offering you real worship. How do you know a good church? There are about four things to note. How you can know a good church. Number one, if you want to join a church, if you leave any place, if you maybe travel to any place, you get the first thing you look out for if you want to join, join any church is that you must look out for, amen? You must look out for what they believe when it comes to salvation. What do, what do they believe when it comes to salvation? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what does your church believe when it comes to salvation? Now, do you know that as simple as this, this might sound, do you know that if you go to many churches, you cannot find one message on salvation as important as salvation is to humanity? Are you aware that you will not find one message on salvation? Are you aware? No, you are not responding. I said, are you aware? You will go and look for their, their messages for many years since the day they started. You will not find one. And then there are many churches that believe that the way you get saved is that if you wear earring, hair fire. Wear trouser, hair fire. Wear wig, hair fire. Yes. There are churches that believe that. That's their message. Of that. Are you aware that is the wrong doctrine? I've been teaching people on salvation for the past two months. Are you aware that's the wrong doctrine? It's the wrong doctrine. How do people get saved? The Bible says, for by grace are we saved. Through faith, it is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. You are on your own and God came and gifted you salvation. You didn't do anything to earn it. Do you understand what I'm saying here? So, 
how dare anybody say that you, you, when you, you wear a ring you do and you go to, you you are saved and then you wear a ring and you go to hellfire so uh, what you need to know what that church believes when it comes to salvation and you need to know what your own church here believes when it comes to salvation hallelujah all i need to be saved some people their own what they believe is that if, if they must be saved as soon as they commit sin they will go and carry koboko and start flogging themselves until they start bleeding once they bleed they believe that now they are saved it's there now it's a, it's, it's a normal practice it's called penance so for some persons they will flog themselves and wound that is not how you get saved how you get saved is simple Romans chapter 10 and verse 8 to 10 I've said this thing many times in this church go and cram it verse 10 says with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth what? confession is made unto salvation that's how you are saved praise the Lord and if you are saved you are bound for heaven number two what you need to be sure that if you want to check for a good church check for what they believe when it comes to internal security first thing check what what they believe when it comes to salvation how do people get saved is it by works that people get saved is it by um um some people, some people, they believe that if you are good, you are saved. Is it by being good? No. It's by faith in the Son of God. Then after knowing that, after knowing what the church believes about their salvation, you must also know what that church believes. Please pay attention. Look at me. What did they believe about internal security? What did they believe about eternity? There are people that believe that heaven and hell does not exist. There are people that believe that everybody, this whole earth will, will be born with fire. Everywhere will turn to hell fire. Nobody is going anywhere. We die here. There are people that, that believe that. And there are people that believe that only a selected few will be saved. Only the Jews will be saved. Will go to heaven. Are we together? I said, are we together? I don't want to um, open too much notes, but let me show you something. If you are saved, you are bound for heaven. Say, I'm bound for heaven. I said, say, I'm bound for heaven. <laughs> Look at this. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 2. Philippians 3 from verse 2, verse 2, 18 and 19. Are we together? Philippians 3, 18 and 19. Somebody should read for me quickly. Can we be fast about this? Philippians 3, 18 and 19. Verse 2. Read verse 2 first. Philippians 3, verse 2. Yes. 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 Time's sake. I say, beware of dogs. Say loud. I say, beware of dogs. Now, what what that scripture is saying? You know, where I want us to read exactly is verse twenty. Verse twenty said, but our our citizenship. Some of you, your translation says our our what conversation, but another translation said our citizenship is what is in what. So the day you gave your life to Christ, you became a citizen of heaven. When Jesus is coming on the on the second and uh, the last day, 
you are going back to your where you are from, where you are a citizen of. That's where you go back to. But he first of all said, beware of dogs. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of concision. Many for many work of whom I have told you often, and not now tell you even weeping that ye may you that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction. Whose God is their belly? So he's he's trying to tell you, beware of false pastors. Beware of false churches that will tell you something different about your internal security. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Hey, Jesus Christ. The way you are are not drawing something. See, ah, hey, I have something to say. But you are not drawing it. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. The Bible says in the last days, men will not be able to endure sound doctrine. May you not be that man. So the people are going to have itchy ears. They will not be able to endure sound doctrine. When I'm teaching sound doctrine, like this, that's why you should pay attention. Some of you, I don't know. It's like, it's, am I speaking too much grammar? Some of you, you don't. You, when we are teaching things that are important, like, that's when you you know that you press your phone or you sleep. The day they will put gun in your head and say, "Renounce Jesus," you will renounce him two seconds because your your convictions are not strong. Amen. Beware of dogs. There are people who have have churches because of what they will eat it's their belly that made them open that's not a church how many of you will go i've asked this question before how many of you will enter a bike and you see that that bike is being driven by a three years old boy and he said mommy come and enter daddy oh uncle uncle come and enter how many of you will enter the bike how many of you will go to a a hospital and the doctor comes out and you see that doctor with a hammer a nail a measuring tape you know, you know, just he looks like a carpenter. I said, My brother, come now. They, they, if you, you have, you have, you are having back pain. And the guy carried hammer, carry nail, carry claw, carry all those things that carpenter used to use. I said, Baba, lie down here. Make I help your life. How many of you will lie down? How many of you will take your children to a place and they say this, they, they write school? And the people you are seeing in that school are the people that work in um, Nyanya Park smoking. And carrying, you know, just smoking. Hey, 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 And that is a school. How many of you put your children inside the school? You put your children inside the school, they will come out as a qualified driver in Abuja. Amen? Or conductor. Driver or conductor. Now, why do you, you are so careful. Even the bike you enter, you are so careful. This, the hospital you are, you go to, you are very careful. The, ch- the, the school you take your children to, you are very careful. But the church you go to, you are not even careful about it. Why? Your spiritual being or your spiritual health is not as important. That's what many people are suffering. I was sitting in a crusade one day. I said, do you know when the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That I shall not want. That, that work of a shepherd is actually God telling you that I will send, I will give you a pastor. And he will shepherd you on my behalf. And when he shepherds you, you shall not want. Do you understand what I'm saying? So Jeremiah 3 and verse 13 now says, I will give you a shepherd and he will feed you with, with knowledge and understanding. So what makes people not to want? What will make you never to want again in your life is when your shepherd feeds you with knowledge. A physical shepherd feeds his sheep with grasses. A spiritual shepherd feeds his sheep with knowledge. And what? And what? Understanding. What is understanding? Hallelujah. So, you must go to a qualified shepherd. 
You don't enter in it. Say, hey, you will come as spiritual father. Some, of you, some people are very funny. Once they see the man, they go, can I pull? Pull? Can I pull? I see this. I see that. And then it's confirmed. Say, yeah. my father, my father. I submit to your anointing, sir. I, sir, can you father me, sir? Me and my mama went somewhere um, a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, we saw people leaning down for him. Ah, my daddy, my daddy, sir. My daddy. sir. Me, I, I said to myself, I said, you're not my father. With all due respect, sir, but I honor you, sir. I also greeted him, knelt down and greeted him. Well, you don't quickly go and start calling people father. You only have one father. You can have many instructors. Sorry, you. Did they pay you? Don't vex, I beg. Don't vex, I beg. I beg, don't gather, beat me outside, I beg. <laughs> Amen. You can only have, you can have a lot of instructors, but you have one father. How, what you feed your spirit with is if, eh, draw your ear for your neighbor, say neighbor. What you're feeding your spirit with it will count oh, in time and eternity. He said, join, tell your neighbor, join a good church. Praise the Lord. So there are, there are people believe when it comes to eschatology, where people go and spend eternity, people don't believe you know, what the Bible teaches. Some people believe strange doctrines about um, eternity. But what we believe according to the word of God is that if I am saved, if I am born again, I was born into the presence of God. I was born in heaven. Can I show can I show you something quickly? Jesus said, I am what? The way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the day I accept Jesus, what have I accepted? The way, the truth, and the life. And I've accepted the way. And that way is leading to who? The Father. True or false? So the day I gave my life to Christ, I have appeared. I the day I gave my life to Christ, I appeared before the Father. And where is the Father located? In heaven. Where am I located? No. You are in heaven too. Your real location is in heaven. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, Now we are seated with Christ Jesus. Far above principles and powers. Above. Amen. Amen. Don't go to church. The church there, they will be teaching you how your father's house is more powerful than the blood of Jesus. How if you don't kill the powers that killed your father, you will also die. No. Don't go to churches that also focus on telling you how you are you 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 are a sinner. You must not you must not eat in the morning. You must only eat in the in the afternoon and sometimes the night. How you must not lie. How you must not watch television. That is not the gospel. That is not what the church is sent to preach. The the true message of the gospel should produce power. And how do you know power has come to a place when people change, when people's lives change? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of God for it is the power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. So if I, if you, you are in a church where the true gospel is being preached, you will see power manifesting. And when power is manifesting, you see life changed. Shout a big amen. amen. So I'm talking so many things at the same time. So when I receive Jesus in my heart, I am already in heaven. So what makes some people say, some people sing this song, when you come to collect your people, oh yeah, amen. Oh yeah, sing now. Oh yeah, sing. Where you? Auto, base, I. Eh? One more time, say. Sing now. Everybody should sing. Remember. Remember. My God. As sweet as that song is, it is a wrong song to sing. Because 
he, has ne- he didn't forget you are with him. Are you aware that the Bible says when he appears in the sky, he will appear with him? Eh? Amen. You guys are not with me. Are you with me? Hmm. I said, are you with me? First John chapter chapter four. First John chapter four. Thank you, Lord. First John chapter four. Let's read one, two, and three. Amen. And yeah, just yes, first John four, verse one, two, three. Read it. Hmm? Hmm? Listen to this. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus is born in the world. So anybody that listen, anybody that emphasizes the message of Jesus, someone say the message of Jesus. How he he was born, he died, he was buried, he resurrected, and he saved you so that you would not go to hell. You will not be, you will not perish. This is the mess. This is what called the gospel. Jesus died, was buried, he resurrected, so that you would not perish in hell. That is what is called the gospel. Amen. So anybody who confesses that Jesus was born in the flesh is true. But the, the message that says he was not born in the flesh, yes. Yeah. That in the flesh. Are you aware that there are many people who believe, even some churches do not believe that Jesus came in the flesh? Faith? Are you aware there are people that believe that Jesus did not come in the flesh? What that scripture is saying is that people, there are people who believe that God did not come in the flesh. That's what I'm trying to say. God did not come in the flesh. So people call he Jesus the prophet. Jesus, people call Jesus uh, uh, anything. He is just the son of uh, eh? the messenger, yes. But they don't believe he was God in the flesh. Do you understand what I'm saying? So any church like that that believes that Jesus did not come in the flesh is red flag. Their belief is faulty. But then look at still turn to chapter 3 and verse 2 and 3. Two and three, yes. I want to show you something that happens when Jesus appears in the sky. What will happen? Go ahead. Beloved, now are you source of God, yes? Who you shall be, yes? When he shall appear. When he shall appear, we shall do what? So when he appears in the sky, we shall be we shall do what? Hallelujah. What this means is that when Jesus is coming, the second time he's coming, in his second coming we will be the same with him. So what will only happen is that our body will go and meet and join. Our spirit is already with him. Do you understand what I'm saying? We shall be what? For we shall see him as he is. And every man that, are, that had this hope, he in him purified himself. So if you know that you are saved, you know that you have been secured, then your hope will be purified. Now let me quickly rush. The first thing that you must know about a good church is that you must know what they believe about salvation. Number two, you must know what they believe about eternity. Right? Right? Number three, you must know what is their belief when it comes to giving. You must know what the church, sit down please. You must know what the church believes when it comes to giving. There are churches that the only reason they exist is to collect your money. Emmanuel, are you me? Yes. When you go to those kind of churches, you know that it's wrong. They use all kinds of style. But then does not mean that when you are in a church, you don't have a heart of general. When you come to a good church, 
before a need is mentioned eh give give generously because you know that you are in this earth to fulfill the will of god and to bring the kingdom of god on yet you are you a conduit an extension of god's kingdom on the earth so when it is god's business it is your business amen but when you go to a church they say okay every of you if you are not a titan in this church you are going to have fire that's a problem all of you that has become in this church for more than one month if you can give 50,000 naira, stand up. If you can't give 50,000 naira, sit down. It's not bad. But if the focus is money, there are people that will say, okay, if you are a leader in this category, give 100,000 naira or renounce your leadership. Is he a political, is he a political house? Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm helping you save yourself. If you go to a church and you see this kind of things, run is a red flag. All of you come out. You are from social and so family. Yes, yes. There's, there is death. Seven years ago, somebody died. And in the next seven weeks or seven hours, I see somebody dying now. Bring seven envelope. Put 10,000 10, in each of them. Let me help you. Help me, honey. Have you got that kind of church? Help us, mommy. Have you heard that? Oh, God, check it all. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, listen. I'm saying all these things not to make love life to look good or whatever. We are trying to help you in the future. Don't get into the wrong church because it, it, it impacts on your spirit man and therefore it impacts on your eternity. That's number three. Number three? That's number three. So you must also believe, you must, that's number three, right? Yes. So when you want to know a good church, number four, is that you must check what they are saying when it comes to missions. Do they have a heart for missions? That's number four. That church must have a heart for soul winning. Must have a heart for missions. Their drive must be will a soul. Amen. Not just church growth, but soul winning. Somebody say not just church growth, but soul winning. When you come to a, a, a healthy church, when you are living that church, you should have it, the urge to talk to somebody about Jesus who be in your spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. And then lastly, I'll add one more. How to know a healthy church is that you must find that church must be a church that likes to pray and pray correct prayers. Must be a tongue-speaking church. That church must speak in tongues. The best, the most accurate and perfect way to pray is to pray in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues, your understanding is not interrupting your prayers. You are praying unto God. You are talking to God and not unto man. How be it you are speaking mysteries. Amen. You are speaking to God, and that prayer cannot be interrupted. That's the most accurate prayer you can ever pray. The Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, I've read this scripture many times, verse 26. It says, For we know not what to pray and how to pray, but the Holy Ghost makes intercession for us. Someone said, The Holy Ghost is making intercession for us through groanings that cannot be uttered. So, when you pray in tongues, if you go to a church that doesn't believe in praying in tongues, oh God, please run. That's not the New Testament church. There are churches that don't believe in praying in tongues. It's wrong. A New Testament church will pray. Because that's, that's how you can have access. Quick access. Without alteration. Without, when we sang this song, the, 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 when God gave us that song, if I pray, if I fast, something must happen. Something must happen. If I pray, if I fast, if I speak in tongues, if I pray, if, we are a tongue speaking church. Stand to your feet. Say, we are a tongue-speaking church. See, if you go, to, if there's any church you ever see yourself 
and they don't speak in tongues very often. That's a problem. One thing you notice is that there are, you see, maybe they are giving prayer points, pray on this one, pray on your father's house, pray on this one. One thing you notice is that they will keep praying for a long time and just lead to results. Because when you pray in your understanding, many times Satan will interrupt your prayer. Even you yourself, you interrupt your prayer by yourself. How, when you're praying in your understanding, for instance, you're praying, Lord, please give me a car, give me a job. Huh? Faith. Are you me? Look at me now. Are you trying? Lord, please give me a husband. Give me a fine man. Give me. And the next thing, you're asking for a husband. And the next thing the devil brings into your mind is that he brings a memory of a mistake you made five years ago. And you say, ah, you that made a mistake five years ago. Remember that mistake? You want to start, you want to start, listen, you might be praying like, Lord, give me a husband, give me a husband. The moment that thought comes in, Lord, give me a husband. The moment that thought enters, Lord, please give me a husband. Lord, please give me a husband. Lord, please give me a good husband. Lord, let him be wealthy. Let him be, even if you don't have money, please, Lord, just give me, because a thought, amen, the devil brought an accusation to interrupt that prayer. Amen? But what if you, you are praying in tongues? You didn't have a prayer point. But you allowed the Holy Ghost to interpret or intercede for you through the words that you are speaking. Would you have known when you asked for a husband? Would you have known when you asked for a job? Did you see that nothing can alter your prayers anymore? Hallelujah! Amen. Praise the Lord! That is why we so when you speak in tongues, there is no tongues that you speak that is a waste. Any tongue you speak is an investment waiting for you somewhere. Shout it loud, amen. amen. I say shout the loudest, amen. amen. Father, we thank you. Can we speak in tongues? Okay, hold on. How do you know a good church to attend? Number one, eh? the doctrine on salvation. Number two, the doctrine on eternity. Number three, the doctrine when it comes to giving. They don't force you. You know, you give out of generosity. Number four, doctrine on what? On missions. What, what is their heart for missions? To reach out to souls. To reach out to people. Number five, their doctrine on tongues. There are a lot of doctrines though, on tongues. But yes, let's, let's speak in tongues. I want to hear you speak in tongues now. Speak in tongues. Thank you for the word you've heard. If you are blessed, speak in tongues quickly. Thank you for listening. We know this powerful message by Pastor Emmanuel Azizor has blessed you in no small way. Kindly WhatsApp plus 234-701-652-3173 if you wish to give your life to Christ or share your testimonies with us. The number to WhatsApp is plus 234-701-652-3173. God bless you.